Welcome to the Video Insiders Podcast. I'm Carlos Pacheco. And I'm Tom Martin. And we are two annoyed and grizzled YouTube veterans. We've been doing YouTube for many years, managing many millions and billions of views. We've worked at many different companies, managing YouTube channels, YouTube networks, and all of the behind the scenes. I'm glad you said uh, annoyed, because I thought you were going to say two really annoying (laughs) YouTube veterans, which many people would say we are. But uh, yeah. we're trying on this podcast to not be annoying. So, of course, of course, uh, th- it depends on the person. <laughs> yeah, like for example, like, I really find your uh, weather talk really annoying. But <laughs> it, it, it's not going to stop me from asking how the weather is in Toronto today. It's a beautiful day today. It's uh, late October. It's only sweater weather, so we're good. And also, we had a semi not controversial election just finishing this week so i'm not gonna get into it it's just it's just one of those things that do you guys have pumpkin spice everything yes unfortunately it's quite funny there's a lot of a lot of starbucks in my neighborhood in walking distance it's like it's become ridiculous one closes up because i guess for some reason that quarter doesn't work and then like two a week, street later another one opens up and it's it's the weirdest thing in the world but I'm uh, I'm sort of like I try to avoid Starbucks as much as possible. <laughs> I can't I cannot blame you. I don't I'm not a coffee drinker anyway. I'm a tea drinker, obviously. Of course, I'm you English. Are. <laughs> and this was something I actually brought up in my Vid Summit talk. Super segue, uh, which is what we're going to be talking about today. My recent trip to uh, Vid Summit in LA. We're going to let you know how it went and uh, the kind of talk in the hallways what's going on and what you missed out on if you couldn't make it uh but of course before we jump into today's topic we must say a huge thank you to our number one supporter and sponsor TubeBuddy. TubeBuddy is the ultimate tool for creators to streamline their daily workflow on YouTube, allowing for more time to create content. For brands to help reduce busy work and focus on what matters, helping managing multiple client channels and for networks, which gives partners the tools for success and an attractive incentive for recruitment. I anecdotally have you know, constantly been uh, recommending TubeBuddy to new clients for the past little while, long time. But lately, it's been like more than usual where, you know, they're using other tools or they're not using any tools at all. And you'd be surprised that the, the, the networks and the, the huge companies that have huge YouTube channels that don't use TubeBuddy and are blown away by the features that they didn't know were right there in front of them. Anyways, we do have a special offer with TubeBuddy. Yes, uh, you can get an exclusive Video Insiders multi-channel discount by visiting videoinsiders.fm forward slash TubeBuddy. Thank you, TubeBuddy. Thank you. Awesome. So we're not going to talk about the weather. We're going to talk about VidSummit, which just ended. This podcast should be out less than two weeks after VidSummit ended. I was in full FOMO mode, so I avoided the internet <laughs> while you were there. And so I, we are going into this conversation blind. We didn't even, I didn't even prep Tom with the questions I had for him. So my first question. Tut, 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 tut. Very, very unprofessional. <laughs> yeah, of course. People here maybe don't know what VidSummit is. What is VidSummit? Why does it matter? Yeah, I think VidSummit is now seven years old. 
you might want to fact check that. Uh, it's around seven years old. It was my second vid summit this year and it takes place uh, in LA every October. And it's basically the creator track slash industry track from um, VidCon on steroids. You know, it's really aimed at serious creators, either full-time YouTube creators or people that are, you know, almost ready to uh, make that leap into becoming a full-time creator. So really in-depth kind of talks, talking about, you know, really tactical stuff, not just kind of the high-level fluff. The, you know, the best speakers uh, from around the world and me and, uh, <laughs> you know, people, <laughs> people, you know, sharing tactics, what's worked for them, broadened up slightly this year to include like Facebook video. They had a guy from Instagram TV there, TikTok, you know, being spoken about and podcasting as well, which is not necessarily intrinsically linked, but I think there's becoming more and more overlap between creators that youtube and people like us that podcast awesome oh and uh to, you know to to kind of show you talk to you about the people involved uh it was the kind of brainchild of daryl eaves who's like the um og youtube expert on youtube guy that i really really respect in terms of youtube experts uh and then later on he was joined by kind of super creators um Sean Juris, and then this year, Mr. Beast, who was kind of the, the headline speaker as well this year. That's great. I've only been once and I was there not last year, but the year before. Quite enjoyed it because, again, there was, you know, lots of people talking my kind of talk. I got to connect with people at TubeBuddy, which I hadn't met. I had to connect with a couple of like, you know, some old school people. Some of the initial founders of like Maker were there who were doing new things and all that sort of stuff. And definitely some old school people that have been doing this for a long time and obviously people who are making a living off of this. So it's less flashy of a conference. And I'm kind of hope it stays that way because, you know, nobody wants the, the big fans to show up there. But it's definitely a place to learn from top creators and also the people who manage things behind the scenes who are building tools as well. Now, this year, there was a big change. Well, change. I mean, big announcement a couple months ago was that Mr. Beast, I guess, purchased VidSummit from Daryl Eaves or bought in? Uh, he Okay. shares into it is is what i believe awesome and is, is that does that change anything did that do you feel like it was uh something different about it this year uh no not directly i i would say that generally it felt bigger this year uh it was a new venue and it might have been that it was a bit more uh you know spread out in terms of space the previous venue was a little bit more felt a little bit more like you were funneled into you know smaller areas this was seemed to be a lot bigger venue in terms of attendees i'm assuming more uh, it looked more it felt more but it was you know run still very 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 well i didn't feel like there were too many people there it probably will mean and also with the kind of some of the other speakers that you will start to get some fans infiltrating mm -hmm. it's probably just an easier way to get to meet someone like mr beast than going to vidcon uh or anything else but it doesn't it doesn't yet feel like it's vidcon not nowhere near it in fact so uh, but I, d I do think that would probably continue to trend upwards in terms of it being a place for fans not necessarily to you know meet and greet and get autographs but to 
you know, feel like they're in the same kind of community in the same kind of world as their, their heroes. I don't think we're ever going to get to a point where there's like sign-in sessions or anything like that. Admittedly, the people, a lot of the people out there are also fans, right? Like, you know, go there and this year, the big talkers were, yeah. was Casey Neistat and Mr. Beast, right? So, you know, Casey is, yeah, is yeah. sort of like, you know, the superstar of superstars and obviously everybody sort of like, you know, loves him. So there is a little bit of fandom there. Yeah. And, yeah, of course, I would have loved to have stopped and had a chat with Mr. Beast, but you're right. Everyone is a fan, but not in the same way. They're more of a like, oh my God, he's a he's a YouTube rock star. Brain. I want to pick his uh, brain. Yeah. How he does fun nails. You know, uh, someone that I was speaking to said that he actually was one evening was sat down and like spoke with one or two to one or two hours f- to like Mr. Beast's thumbnail guy. And he said, like, the information that he got out of him in two hours was just like, you know, you couldn't pay for that, which is really the beauty of this conference and really any conference is that it's the conversations that happen. Yeah. Outside yeah, I think talks. that's that's one of the things I've always sort of told people. It's I've realized over the years that the conferences, yeah, like, you know, I don't want to sort of toot my own horn, but I don't really learn much from the talks. But what I end up doing is, is having awesome sort of one-on-one conversations and connecting with people that, you know, sort of share my world and, you know, their business opportunities come from those, right? Sort of those, those hallway conversations and running into people and all that sort of stuff. The networking yeah. uh, effect is amazing. I actually was, we used to have a client called uh, C2, which is Commerce and Creativity in Montreal. And they had this awesome feature part of the conference, which is sort of like this pre-planned networking event where you would like connect with, a lot of conferences do this, but you would, you know, connect with people, You'd go through their website uh, or through an app and and connect with with somebody you want to talk to. There would be like a designated space. You have a fifteen minute, thirty minute conversation. Well, here's what I'm doing. Here's what you're doing. Uh, where? Why should we keep talking? Type of situation. And uh, Vid Summit would probably benefit from a little bit more of an effort on that as well. Yeah, they so they did have an app where you could. Um see who else uh, was attending or at least who else had signed up to the app. And I, I did manage to connect with a few people through that app. Wasn't the most user-friendly, but yeah, I did have a, you know, at least one really, really useful conversation um, that came just through me kind of thumbing through the list and like, oh yeah, I'd love to, to kind of pick their brains and just shot my message within the app. And yeah, we met and had lunch and uh, a really good conversation. So yeah, that was really, really good. Um, lots of kind of side events, parties, networking opportunities all, all throughout the day, even, you know, just grabbing a coffee, you know, everyone was pretty much having lunch. You know, this is a kind of the, the blessing mm-hmm. and the curse of an airport hotel. The curse being that it's, you know, you don't get to see much of the of the city. And, you know, a lot of my experience of LA is flight to LAX, Uber to hotel, conference, maybe an external meeting, maybe an external dinner, then Uber back to the yeah. to the the airport. But at the same time, it means well, there's not really a lot of ways that people yeah. <laughs> can quote unquote escape. <laughs> so people are kind of a captive and you're much more likely to then run into them in the line for Starbucks or, you know, the, the provided lunch queue because you're more of a, a captive audience because you know, yep. you're literally next to the airport. What else are you going to do? So, uh, that was a, I think that's quite a, a smart, smart thing to do. And obviously it really helps for people traveling like me. 
but yeah, I, I always think that what I like to call the hallway track is always the most valuable of any conference. And I think we discussed this in our previous episode, which you can find in our feed where we uh, spoke about whether or not we thought that VidCon, uh, not Vid Summit, yeah. VidCon was, was VidCon uh, worth it to buy the ticket. And we spoke about that then. Again, the older I get, the more grizzled and annoyed I get. So I love smaller conferences and intimate conversations as opposed to like the, you know, VidCon again has its benefits, but it's so spread out that, you know, you really need to make an effort to connect with people and everybody's being pulled left and right. Whereas I feel like VidSummit's sort of like intimate enough that, you know, you can find time and just have a conversation uh, with creators and uh, you know and entrepreneurs that are that are there, so I've always sort of appreciated VidCon, VidCon uh, sorry, VidSummit for that. This is going to be a really strange kind of piece of anecdotal evidence, but the fact that I know that it's getting a bit bigger and a bit more mainstream, shall we say, is that um, this year one of the sponsors, yes. one of the headline sponsors, was a company called Purple, which, if you don't know, is a mattress company, which you know really to me screams of kind of uh mainstreamness that you've kind of crossed over from being a niche audience into a, an audience that kind of non-related companies want to tap into yeah you're right in terms of the fact that they're sponsors it makes you know sort of a weird it's a weird uh, thing but also like you know i feel like anybody that works on the internet tends to be a little bit more uh, open to buying things on the internet and i remember from two years ago purple was actually a speaker so yeah. their head of marketing was a speaker because they they made a oh, couple really? of viral videos. And again, I don't want to make this about a conspiracy or something, but I know that Daryl leaves. I know that Daryl sort of works with a lot of brands to create, <laughs> you know, videos and you know, there might have been something in back yeah. in, in the day where he helped them create, you know, the, those initial videos from a few years back. So they're they're very good in, in that space and they've, they've done very well. So, and again, not to go into a tangent, I still cannot believe there's that many people buying mattresses on a regular basis that, you know, we need to have so many people advertising for mattresses, <laughs> you know? Yeah, there, mu- there must be, there must be the opportunity, but that sounds like a tangent <laughs> that we yeah. yeah, that sounds uh, like a tangent we don't necessarily need to go exactly. too I don't want deep to go into. into that. So, um, speaking of smart people talking there, uh, you spoke there. I so, did. tell us about your talk. What did you talk about? If people can find it anywhere else. Yeah. Well, first of all, I want to talk how about how close I came to not speaking. So, I'm pretty used to the journey from London to LA. Uh, I'm a pretty seasoned vet of doing that and surviving the jet lag. Uh, but what I'm not used to is um, contracting food poisoning <laughs> suddenly about six hours into an 11-hour flight. So I'm not going to go into the, go- the gory details, but I was violently ill uh, for about six hours, unable to even sit down uh, for fear of uh, either vomiting on someone or just being violently like chucked out of the plane for like making everyone wow. sick. So I made it alive, uh, to LA just about and had to email Daryl and like, Daryl, I'm so sick. I don't think I'm going to be able to talk tomorrow, but I'll let you know in the morning. Managed to have like a really feverish, creepy fever dreams for a few hours. Woke up at two in the morning, uh, and had made a miraculous part recovery and emailed Daryl and said, just scratch that. I'll be, I'll, I'll do it. Uh, so I was fine Ooh. eventually just about, yeah. So the talk was that the next day at the title of my talk was, 
maybe your YouTube channel just sucks, which I think was definitely the best titled <laughs> Uh, presentation of the the few days uh, and basically i was teaching people how to objectively audit their youtube channels as objectively as is humanly possible to see where they were making some really obvious mistakes how they could sit down and go through their channel with fresh eyes and see the mistakes that they were making in order to kind of plug the gaps and the leaks in their channel. And, uh, it went really, really well. Uh, if you've ever seen one of my talks before, you know that I absolutely tried to mash in more information than is humanly possible. Uh, a few days before the talk, I'd got it down to an hour and five minutes trying to get it into my hour slot. Then I realized that I only had a 45 minute slot. Uh, so I somehow trimmed 20 minutes out of it somehow. And then on the day, I think I actually got about 43 minutes due to like set up and there was someone coming in straight after me. So, um, yeah, the talk went really well. I, I had a full house of maybe 300 to 400 people, maybe, um, standing room only pretty much, which was amazing. A few weeks before I put the call out on social media to get a willing volunteer to volunteer their channel for, for me to do like an as live audit on their channel. And, uh, the, the guy was there, Mike Davenport, the Chevy dude, he's got, he's a, a Chevy salesman and a Chevy expert. He was actually in my talk last year and he, uh, he channeled, his channel had grown from like less than 80,000 to 185,000 in the year between two vid summits. Um, but he still had a few, a few things that he, you know, he could be doing better. And I basically took him and the entire audience, uh, through an audit, like I do if he was a client pointed out all of the different things that he could be doing in terms of SEO, in terms of content, in terms of like optimizing for watch time and uh, branding tone of voice. And yeah, it went down really, really well. I've really been trying to work on like the showmanship aspect of my talk and mostly people uh, <laughs> laughed at my jokes. There were a few where I think they were just, they were just too English. I've actually met up with a few people like I got the British jokes. <laughs> so, you know, they, they, they didn't, they didn't all fall flat. Um, but yeah, really good response. Uh, tons and tons of questions afterwards and tons of people coming up to me for the next few days telling me that they, in, you know, they got, you know, a lot from my talk and saying that, you know, they thought it was the most actionable kind of talk that they'd heard, which makes me really happy because I always try to, you know, give people advice that is actionable rather than just telling people to, you know, be consistent, mm-hmm. be authentic, t- talk about your passion kind of thing. So I try to be like, I try to be the talk that people yeah. have the most notes from because they're, they're, I've given the most actionable advice. So hopefully uh, that came through. I believe you are able to purchase the replays of all of the talks. Uh, you'll be able to find that at vidsummit.com. Not sponsored. Yeah, not sponsored, not uh, not affiliated yeah. to that link. You know, of course, not just that, but all of the other talks as well. And uh, yeah, really, really good turnout. I'm not sure if it had anything to do with the fact that um, apparently I wasn't there, but on the main stage, so I was in kind of one of the smaller rooms and the main kind of ballroom where the, the keynotes were was absolutely huge. You could probably easily fit a few thousand in there. In the intro for like the day's, sessions uh daryl gave me a really good shout out and uh told everyone to check out my talk and that um apparently my talk from last year on keyword research was like by far and away the most viewed 
replay from last year. So that was really cool. A couple of people came and told me that I'd, I'd got that shout out. So nice. I'm hoping that, uh, again, I've done a good enough job to be invited back next year. Vid Summit is definitely my, uh, my favorite of all the, the YouTube conferences. So yeah, I, you know, always be a pleasure to, uh, to get back on the, the stage of it summit. That is awesome. I have to admit, like, you know, there's something you said about being actionable, right? And recently I started working consulting with this big YouTube company. I kept poking at them. You know, the reason I got the mandate is because I, uh, you know, I was talking to the, to the CEO and saying like, why aren't you guys doing this? Why aren't you guys doing that? You know, he tell me, it's like, why don't you send me a, like a, an email with everything, you know, you, you see wrong. And I did that. And then, you know, what I always find weird when I, when I do that is that I know that somebody internally is going to say, yeah, we can do that. Like, why is this guy coming in and, and, and doing it? But what happens is they don't, yeah. right? They just don't do it. You know, yeah. having, you know, finally having being able to sit down with them and seeing what, what's been done, what's doing, and then realizing that they've talked to a lot of like the big YouTube consultants out there and all that sort of stuff. And what the consultants do is, is essentially what you just said, right? They say like, oh, better thumbnails and all these sort of things. They don't, they tell you to, you know, like tone and voice and all that sort of stuff, but they don't actually sit down and hold your hand and say like, do this right now, right? Yeah. This situation, like, so to a point where now I'm literally going to be working hand in hand with their channel managers to sort of say like, hey, you need to do this specific tactic now. Like you're focused on a lot of other things, but this needs to be done as well. So it, it's it, these actionable sort of like uh, strategies and tactics that we often focus more about is not as flashy. It doesn't get the, the big sort of like viral, you know, article that's on a tube filter, uh, you know, that everybody talks about. But these are the things that really get our channels going. And uh, I feel like, you know, this is the most valuable stuff that I've gotten from VidSummit in general. Again, I got nothing negative to say about previous keynote speakers, <laughs> uh, uh, you know, from VidSummit that I wasn't necessarily thought was a valuable keynote speaker, but fine, they're popular. But, you know, and again, this year, like Casey's awesome, but he's not going to tell you, you know, the actionable things that you need to do on a regular basis to, to grow your channel. And I think, you know, speakers like you are, are sort of the bread and butter that, that really makes it valuable. Whereas the, the Casey's and the Mr. Beast of this world are sort of like the flashy sort of like, let's get the masses in type of situation. Alden. Yeah, I, I would tend to agree. I didn't catch either of those. In fact, I hardly caught any talks at all because I was either in a meeting or I was preparing for my talk or sick. But what I did hear that Mr. Beast talk was in fact very, very actionable. And he was even like opening up well, not necessarily opening up live, but showing screenshots of Photoshop and how he works on thumbnails and stuff like that. Yeah. So that's definitely one of the replays that I can absolutely not wait to watch. You know, as I say, I'm really there to use the, the hallway track to find clients and build relationships and look for new ideas and projects. So for me, it's always the replays where I can really deep dive and get my notepad out and nerd out over some stuff that uh, I might not have known before. Yeah. And, and just like Tom said, this is not a sponsored uh, endorsement, but uh, be, the year before I went to VidSummit, I spent the money to watch that replay and it was very much worth it, worth the money to watch those talks. And it made me, it gave me serious FOMO and I made the effort of going there the year after. 
which was uh, great. And yeah. and again, like anecdotally, talking with YouTube networks, YouTube companies, people, companies that have built a YouTube business, I actually send them. I say like, don't go to VidCon, go to Vid Summit. Like that's the mm-hmm. type of and that's where you know your channel managers will learn more than schmoozing with with anybody or even being on a panel at at VidCon, which you know is a flashy conference. But uh, VidSummit is where you're going to get that hands-on tactical uh, learnings that will help you. Yeah, and, you know, so I was going to say one thing I also noticed that I didn't mention, that the types of people attending were becoming more industry as well. So I I recognize faces from London that I'd never normally see at VidSummit, but they would be at VidCon, you know, major media companies, agencies that have never had a presence at VidSummit before. So... Definitely, it's becoming like the go-to event, I think, for anyone that's serious about audience development, definitely. So uh, we're almost done here. A couple more questions. Other than the usual, you know, there's a couple of people that are sort of staples at VidSummit, you know, Matt Gillen being one of them that's sort of like, you know, always sends this great sort of insightful presentation. But, you know, he gets attention, so he doesn't need more attention. Um are there any breakaways? Anybody out there that that talk there? Uh, you did say that you didn't go to many. So, um, is there anybody uh, that you heard through the grapevine that you know, other than yourself, of course, that blew people away? That was really you know uh, insightful that people should check out. Uh, people were really falling over themselves about Mr. Beast talk. So that is. So I think he's got the. Not only has he got the cachet, and like every single video that is released this year is hit 10 million. But also I think he did actually get tactical. So I think people will really appreciate that. So I'm definitely going to check that out. Uh, Not so much the couple that I've heard of, um, but the couple that I was desperate to see, but I didn't get to see was one from a guy called CeeLo, who is from an AI company. Um, And uh, he kind of did like a, a cameo in Daryl Leaves' keynote last year. And although he wasn't the world's most polished presenter, the kind of stuff he was talking about was just like beyond, you know, he's got his own AI company and he's probably got access to all sorts of information that I can only dream of. So can't wait to watch that one. Uh, And also there was a guy that I met in the hallways that I was speaking to in a conversation with a, uh, Ryan from Superbam also check out our interview with Superbam from a few weeks back. Uh, and he was telling me that he had done a really big case study about, um, how people were using the community tab to really drive engagement and views. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think he actually, I think he actually did a double team with, uh, Mark Robertson, our, our good friend. Um, so that is also one that I really want to see because he's not actually the, the first person that's, spoken to me about the community tab even in the last few weeks um so really this could be a trick that i'm missing out on and and that a lot of people are missing out on so uh any any kind of case study that can make me consider using a feature that i'm not necessarily utilizing i think would be really useful so okay so my last question um of the day is any sort of like takeaways from it surprising things that you heard or trends or what everybody's worried about? Like what's the sort of vibe on the street? Uh, Yeah, definitely the kids stuff is striking the fear into many, many people's hearts and probably uh, that's probably justified. Mm -hmm. Who knows exactly what's going to happen in January, but I think people are very worried and 
looking for answers and it's not really a you know people are asking me like what what can i do there's not really much i mm-hmm. can offer you know it's it's one of those you know suck the air for your teeth <laughs> moments you know it's not i'm not sure there's much anyone can do to help but apart from wait and see and hopefully they'll try and uh, think of some other monetization fixes uh as soon as possible but yeah that was definitely a a palpable kind of uh feeling across vid summit is that kids is kind of really in trouble and i definitely think there were less people speaking about the kids kids space this year might be a coincidence might not be but that definitely seemed to be the the kind of big yeah, trend. I mean, let's face it, creating kids content, you know, and again, I'm not saying it's it's not it's that easy, but there was a point where it was, right? It's sort of all you need to do is put some nursery rhymes out there and then things would just happen, right? So let's face it, 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 it is what it is. And funny enough, like, again, I was doing some consulting with companies, you know, they, they're asking me, it's like, what can we do with the kids? I'm thinking my wholehearted advice kiss youtube's ass like seriously pardon my french but like if your channel has momentum and specifically for companies that are established production companies make sure content's already on the youtube kids app or you know get in touch with your rep just like daryl actually recommended this like you know get in touch make sure you're in there because that will be the the only monetization option that sort of like to help you out a bit. And also like on a side note, sort of a little bit of a self plug in a couple of weeks, I'll be speaking at YMAs in Toronto. It's called the youth media Alliance. It's all the kids production companies and all that sort of stuff. And it's going to be a discussion about discoverability. And I'm going to literally tell everybody it's like, you're kind of screwed. <laughs> you're kind of screwed in this space. And the only, the only way you can win is by partnering with somebody that already has a channel and that channel is vetted through YouTube. And even then, like the monetization might be not great. And you need to start thinking about YouTube as a marketing platform as it has always been and just use it to market your, your, your brand and send people towards a place where you can really monetize and, and you'll be a winner. That's, that's uh, honestly, that's, that's the best way to sort of, that's my opinion when it comes to that. Yeah. But then of course, you know, who knows how effective that will be now if discoverability is majorly affected. I I just don't think we're going to know until January 1st, which seems to be D-Day for kids stuff. And in case you've got no idea what we're talking about when it comes to kids stuff, check out a couple episodes back where we talk about the FTC ruling and what it means for kids content. I think this really struck a chord. Mm -hmm. Carlos, I think we got a lot of feedback uh, around this episode probably more private feedback than public feedback. I'm not sure how much people want to say publicly about it. You know, check out that episode. I think that's uh, one of our kind of uh, deeper investigations, uh, shall we say. We got a lot of like, you know, a little bit more downloads than we usually get on that one. It was uh, the episodes called the FDC ruling and kids content on YouTube released September 22nd, 2019. Are you going to, I think you said it us already. You're obviously going to try to speak again next year so obviously it's an endorsement that you know it's worth it to go at first i didn't want to go this year i was sort of like a couple months before i was like ah, i don't need to go but like literally two weeks before i was like god damn it i should go <laughs> feeling a little bit fomo so i whenever i feel fomo i tend to avoid the internet <laughs> 
you know, again, it's 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 uh, credit to what Daryl has built, which I think is is much needed in this industry. Great, thank you very much, Tom, for uh, being the subject of my interview. Again, a big thank you to TubeBuddy, our sponsor, and TubeBuddy, who are one of the vendors at Vids exactly. So I got. To feel and the Tube Buddy team, yes. uh, and I can't believe it. I forgot to take my free Tube Buddy T-shirt, which I'm kicking myself over because I just kept putting it, putting it off. Uh, just as a side note, Phil showed me what they're working on this new tool that they have, and it's pretty slick. I don't want to say anything because he didn't, you know, sort of give me permission to talk about it. But mm-hmm. Tube Buddy's definitely, you know, constantly innovating, you know, sort of pushing new tools. And I think this one's going to be a great one for creators. Yeah. So thank you, Tube Buddy. And remember, you can get a exclusive Video Insiders discount by visiting videoinsiders.fm forward slash TubeBuddy. Click like, share, subscribe. If you're enjoying this podcast, please, please give it a share to uh, your community and the people in your in your life that work in this business and are interested about YouTube and the behind the scenes of things. Uh, we appreciate a review on Apple Podcasts because that's the only place that really matters when it comes to reviews. And obviously, give us a shout out at hello at videoinsiders.fm if you have any questions and want us to talk about anything specific. Uh, Tom, anything on the calendar for you noteworthy at this point? Uh, I'm actually off to speak at some other events in the states in a couple of weeks so getting ready for that and then i don't think i have anything else travel wise till next year and i'm not sure if i'm allowed to say this or not but i'm pretty sure i'll be speaking at vidcon <laughs> london uh early next awesome. year seeing as it's in my backyard. yeah it's easy for you Awesome. Yeah, for me, I'm I'm just doing a little bit of client travel between Montreal and Toronto with a bunch of like media companies that are looking for help on the YouTube side of things, which tend to be getting a lot more inbound on that side of things, helping people understand content ID and, and help them with their libraries and stuff like that. So it's been great. They're obviously very smart people listening to the video inside. Exactly. Yeah, it's true. Actually, somebody specifically called me to help them with a big telecom company a YouTube strategy because they heard the FTC episode and they're like hey we need to talk that was the situation so it's great thank you very much for listening guys and I, I say guys everybody <laughs> and uh, we'll see you guys on the next one bye